What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and along with me, as always, is my good old pal, Connor Sheeran. Connor, how we doing today? Same as last week, Jesse. I'm angry. I'm depressed. I'm sad. You know, we no. could we could like just cut <laughs> and paste what I say every single, and it'll just it, it'll flow. It, it doesn't matter what week it is. I'm going to ask you the same question, and it's going to be the same answer because of this god <laughs> this this goddamn football team. We um, might as well just change the name of the podcast to Angry, Sad, and Depressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we do also. This is a special episode. We have a special guest, someone, a friend of the program, someone who used to host this program with me everybody welcome andrew claudio back to the jet stream andrew good to have you back on j-e-t-s joyfulness ends this sunday there you go that's what jets officially stands for every single sunday what's going on joy good to be back joyfulness ends this sunday i love that i've never heard that one usually it's usually it's just end the season well, yeah. that's when we were good, and you wanted the season to, you know, the the either joyride in Sunday or if they're bad, just end the season. You can mix it up a little bit. The point is, <laughs> I have not seen a football team give up this quickly into a season than in my entire life. <laughs> like, like guys, it's good to be back, and we can skip the pleasantries. This is yeah. embarrassing. Uh huh. State of for this football team. It's not good, uh, and we can get right into it. Uh, the New York Jets lost to the San Francisco 49ers last week, 31 to 13. Um, you know, they only scored one touchdown, and it was a Sam Darnold laser beam to Braxton Berrios, rolling left and throwing across his body. And that throw itself has like caused like a little bit of a stir online. We can, we'll get to that later. Um, but it, what my point there is, it was not nearly as close as the score, you know, indicated. And Yes, I'm talking about a 20, what is this, uh, 28 point or 18 point win for the 49ers. It should have been 40. It should have been 40. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo went down after Quinn and Williams sacked him in the first half, which is something I never thought I'd say um, based on how Quinn and Williams started. Quinn and Zach? Yeah, <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll get to that. That's definitely a positive <laughs> from this game. But seriously, <clears throat> this game was over from the very first play. I'm, I shit you not, it was over from the very first play. By the way, Claudio, I can I can curse now because I'm not employed by a TV hey. station. <laughs> there you go. I'm, uh, I'm glad the, the kid, kid gloves are off, Jesse. The, the kid we gloves, go. we're taking the gloves off. We've taken the gloves off the last two weeks, and they're, they're, they're coming off again this week. Uh, the very first play of the game, Raheem Mostert had an 80-yard touchdown. Um, <laughs> I, you, go, go ahead, guys. Connor, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, what is there to say? I barely sat down. I said it. I said it. I was coming back from the Jersey Shore on Sunday morning. Uh, I was nice and sunburnt. Spent Saturday on the beach. Mm-hmm. Came back, and I was like, I knew, th- I knew it was gonna happen. It wasn't like I came into Sunday thinking, hey, there's a chance the Jets might actually upset the 49ers. You know, th- I'm feeling kind of good. There's a few pieces here. The Niners are losing that maybe they can pull something out. First play happens. It's over. Like, you should have just you should have just gone gotten up and gone back to the beach after that. I probably right? should have, to be honest. Like it, it would have made more sense, and I would have had a better Sunday. Yeah. But it's like, it, I mean, once that happened, it was just like, all right, well, it's one o'clock, it's one o like eight. What the hell is the point of watching the rest of this game? <laughs> oh, it's right. I hate myself, so I'm gonna watch the rest of this game. Yeah. 
Claudio. You want to hear something, you want to hear something funny? Yes. Up yeah. until like 15, 20 minutes ago, because to prep for this pod, I rewatched the little 15-minute clip that the NFL's YouTube channel usually puts for every game. I rewatched the Jet 49er game just to refresh myself of the disaster from Sunday. I guess I showed up to CBS, or I guess weird, weird world where the Jets are on Fox. I put Fox yeah, on bizarre. a second too late on Sunday because I thought he ran back the opening kick. So <laughs> that's how like quick I thought, but also how little effort I thought, and also. <laughs> how much imagination my brain has that, oh, it, there's no way that it was just a sweep to the right. I gave the Jets <laughs> more credit that they didn't just let a sweep go for 80 yards for a touchdown. No, they actually let the the first play from scrimmage, not the opening kick, go back for a touchdown because that's how wide open and untouched Mostert was. Um, I guys, this is bad. In, in the words of Stephen A., this is very, very bad. <laughs> okay, so, all right. Let me just, for our listeners, let me just break this down for you real quick. and Just because we, what we're saying, it's bad. But I, if you didn't get to watch the game or you're living under a rock, I'm just going to kind of break it down even further. How bad was it? The 49ers were hardly able to field a team after the first quarter. They lost Solomon Thomas and Nick Bosa to torn ACLs. They lost Tevin Coleman in the second half. They lost Jimmy Caroppolo in the first half. George Kittle wasn't playing. Jason Verrett wasn't playing. Raheem Mostert had an 80-yard touchdown in the first play. He had eight. He had seven more carries for 12 yards the rest of the game and then came out with an <laughs> MCL injury. Okay, D. Ford was out. Richard Sherman was out. Do I need to keep on going? Like it, This team was as banged up. As humanly possible, I had a tweet before, and I and I said I mentioned this before uh, on the last podcast. I had a tweet like, "Oh, D. Ford's out, Richard Sermon's out, George Kittle's out. The Jets are primed to upset the the Forty Niners, forty-two to ten, San Francisco, because that was the ex- expectation. Honestly, I, I was expect I was expecting the Jets to get blown out, and they didn't get quote unquote blown out in this game, but it felt like." even worse than a 42 to 10 game because of how inept and pathetic they looked. He, they kicked the field goal inside the 10. <laughs> on, they kicked the field goal on inside the 10. I don't, I, I don't even know. Down by three scores as is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kick a field goal. You're down by three scores to go down three, three scores. scores. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't even, yeah. So yeah. as Jets fans, I just want to add, like, how low of a point is this? Because there's been bad in our lives. If we survived Todd Bowles. There's been moments pre-Rex, even during Rex, that were bad. Is this – because I've, I've been trying to figure out why this feels somewhat worse than it's ever felt. There were moments where, like, Josh McCown's my quarterback. What am I watching for? You know, where I – like, Mark Sanchez is broken. Why am I still watching? But is this the worst it's ever been? Let me let me put it in, in Mets terms for you. Do you remember when they were starting like John Mayberry Jr. and and I went to the World Series that year? Okay, <laughs> okay. I know what you're saying. That like, that that feeling example. that feeling is what I had when they were when I was watching Geno Smith at quarterback. It was like a sense of helplessness, and obviously the the Mets turned it around. And you know the the comparison ends there because the Jets are not turning it around. Um, right. You know, but. 
it, it was just like, who are these guys? Like that, like we're Frank Gore's thirty-seven. You know, better than Le'Veon. Frank <laughs> Gore is thirty-seven. The only thing that we have looked to look forward to at this point is our goddamn left tackle, who is amazing, by the way. Great. But I'm not watching football to watch pancakes. I'm sorry, I'm not Damian Woody. I'm not an offensive lineman. I just don't do that. You know, Brian and, and or Brian or yeah, Baldy, who who put a. By the way, if you haven't watched, Baldy put up a five a six minute video. Just on Makai Becton today. Now, he usually does like a minute, a minute and a half on players and guys that he likes. Baldy called him his favorite player in the NFL today. Yeah. Glowing. <laughs> gl- gl- yeah, glowing, glowing, gl- glow- yeah, glowing recommendation right there. Or not that recommendation, not the right word, but you know what I mean. I mean, just yeah. unbelievable getting to watch that. But that's all we have, literally. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking on Twitter all throughout the day and seeing, oh, yeah, the Jets are going to trade Sam Darnold to the the, the Steelers and then draft Trevor Lawrence because they're going to have the first overall pick. And I'm literally, like, shooting nail guns into my face after that because <laughs> Sam Darnold will go and go down as an unbelievable quarterback if he gets traded to, to Pittsburgh. And Trevor Lawrence is going to suck for the Jets. And we're just going to do this goddamn cycle again. Especially yeah. if Adam Gase is still the coach. That's like, I mean, it's where it starts and where it ends. It's where it starts and where it ends. I mean, it, it it's no, it ends in ownership. It starts in ownership well, yeah. and it ends at Adam Gase. It ends at Adam Gase, and it skips I mean, Joe well, Douglas because he's done nothing but solid work so far. So except he's employed Adam Gase. Adam Gase. Right, but, but he has no, but he has no say. He has no say. Yeah. <laughs> they both, report, they both, they both report to Christopher Johnson. So, the guy's got his hands tied behind his back, and he's like, "All right, I want you to like fucking make this clay pot for me. All right, use your feet." <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking a man. Like, oh my god. I mean, um, all you need to see is just like it's. It used to be so much fun watching Sam Darnold play. Not. It still is. So I love watching him as a whole. Ever. I still tenure. Like when he made that throw to when he made that throw to Braxton Barrios, I was like, yes, that's what we're looking for. When he made that throw to Le'Veon in week one, I'm like, do that more. Call those plays more. <laughs> right. But because but, he's not because he, he like doesn't he, he doesn't get an opportunity to do so. I mean, there's the p- passing chart from Sunday. I was about to say that. Compl- you you tweeted that out. The twenty one completions he made, like seventeen of them were like less than five yard passes or like eight of them were behind the line of scrimmage. Ten. It's like, what Ten do you expect were a quarterback them. to do if that's all you're, if all you're calling for him? Like he had like two completions over 10 yards, I think on Sunday. And it, it, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Gase is like gun shy or something, or he's just still a complete fucking idiot. I think it's both, but yeah. it's just, you don't know what is Sam supposed to do. All the people t- like saying tank for Trevor Lawrence. Yes, he looks like he's an unbelievable prospect who probably is going to be really good in the NFL. You throw him on the Jets, you're going to ruin him in two years. Not even. With Adam Gase. One year. He's not going to fix our problems. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, mark it down. Jets do that with Adam Gase. It ain't fixing the problem, Chaz. Like, I don't know what these what everyone wants. If they just completely lost faith in Sam, I haven't. I haven't either. But it's just, I don't know, I expect what you want the poor guy to do. Claudia, have you lost faith in Sam Darnold, or are you ready to move on? Well, so here's the thing. Like, there's two different conversations to have here. Is it a Sam Darnold conversation, or is it an Adam Gase conversation? Because he's clearly regressed. 
Donald has. There's there's clear like issues. His timing in the pocket isn't what I'd like it to be this far into his career. His instincts when to take off, but then you hear like he's not allowed to audible when he sees the line of scrimmage sacked, and he like he has to run the play that's called on fourth and one. When I'm sitting at home in my on my couch, like they're gonna run the ball up the middle with their 75 year old with running jo- back, and it's with gonna... Josh Adams on fourth yeah. and one. Not oh, that's right. It wasn't even there. There wasn't even a 75 year old running back. Bizarre. It was the yeah, like the fact that he's not given the freedom. Like he's still a rookie, and there's like this this six game stretch last year where they looked confident. That I keep going back to, as to why I I want to at least not give up on Sam altogether. But as far as the 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 Trevor Lawrence conversation. If the Jets are in a position to draft Trevor Lawrence, it means so much went wrong this year that you kind of have to overhaul everything. Darnold's going to be in his fourth year getting ready for an extension pretty soon. You might want to think about restarting and going back to a quarterback on a rookie contract and seeing the package of picks you can get for your quarterback that's going into his fourth year. That actually makes more sense to trade him oh, I to the Steelers just from a numbers game. I can't wait for that fourth-round draft that, pick. Like, I don't ask people to say, you, can't, you tell me you can't get a first for Sam Donald in year four? I'm just, uh, you know, maybe you could. I'm just expecting the worst because that's what I'm conditioned to do at this point. Which is why it's an Adam Gase conversation if you want to transition yeah. to that. Correct. This is the most unimaginative offense that I've ever seen. And Absolutely. it might be limited by personnel. But I'm watching the Saints last night still manage to get yards. But granted, like, Alvin Kamara is still on the roster and, like, Sean Payton's light years better. But, like, yeah, they're missing Michael Thomas and I'm still watching them go up and down the field. So I don't want to hear Adam Gase tell me he can't figure out how to move the ball when he's apparently this offensive genius. And his solution is, well, I don't have weapons because I always – I trade all my weapons and I don't get along with anybody that's not right for my scheme. And I wish I wish I still had Peyton Manning. And at the end of the day, uh, we're just going to on third and one, throw it negative three and on third and seven, throw it negative one. And on third and 11, negative five. It's like, dude, throw it down. Like, what is this offense? If if, like, this is the limit you're putting on a rookie on your third year quarterback. All right. So, In 2012, that was the year where Peyton Manning was first-team All-Pro. He was a pro bowler. Um, He broke record. I want to say, how many many passing yards did he have that year? He broke a lot of records that year. Um, Or they won the Super Bowl that year. I don't know. Regardless, when he had Peyton Manning, Adam Gase had Peyton Manning, you know who his wide receivers were? Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, um, Wes Welker, Julius, uh, there's the tight end. What was his name? Uh, it was Julius. It was, there was Virgil Green was a tight oh. end. And oh, uh, there was Jacob, no, Martellus Bennett was on a, Jacob uh, Tammy, no. and they had, uh, Ju- Julius Thomas. Julius Thomas. Julius yeah, that's Thomas. what I was thinking of. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know what? Eric Decker and Julius, Th- and Julius Thomas and Demarius Thomas are all really, really fucking good at. Blocking. Ah, okay. Okay? And Adam, you see where I'm going with this? You know what Adam Gase loves to fucking call? Bubble bubble screens. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I'm, like, I, I, went, I, went, I went to Penn State, for all you don't know, and so when I got to Penn State, their pe- offensive coordinator was a guy named John Donovan, and Christian Hackenberg was the quarterback, and this is a guy who had a big arm, and everybody, every Jets fan knows who Christian Hackenberg is. I'm not going to fucking go through that again. But all John Donovan did was call bubble screens, and it blew – it just – it pissed everybody off to hell. And I'm going through deja vu again. I'm going through deja vu all over again where – Adam Gase is not using his personnel in any way that makes any conceivable sense at all. All right, when you're with Peyton Manning, first of all, he has autonomy at the the line of scrimmage. Sam Darnold Mm -hmm. does not. Two, you have wide receivers who arguably their best trait is blocking. Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker were beasts, all right? All they did was push, they moved cornerbacks down the field when they blocked. Right? That's why they ran the ball well. They did everything well, those Broncos teams. Adam Gates didn't really need to do anything. He's like, all right, call it here, bubble screen. Peyton, if you see something you don't like, change the play. But he's not letting Sam Darnold do anything like that. He's calling these plays that are throwing. He's throwing behind the line of scrimmage. Connor, you tweeted that, that, that graphic out you mentioned before. Ten balls behind the line of scrimmage is insane. You can't do that in today's NFL. You just can't. It's just not. It's not conducive to success, and running the ball on first and ten every single play, and then running again on second and eight every single time. The guy's begging to be fired, and I just don't understand what Christopher. <laughs> I don't understand what Christopher Johnson sees, where he's has the gall to call him a brilliant offensive mind. I just don't. It makes absolutely no sense to me. You guys watch Fresh Prince. Course. Like I'm, I'm yeah. assuming, Connor, we're close in age, so obviously yeah. uh, Jesse, awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I watched. Like, I didn't watch episode, like all the way through, but you know. Do you know what? If I say and ten percent for his manager, do you know what joke I'm referring to? Maybe. It's been far too long since I watched it. Okay, so there's an episode where Will goes to a pool hall and he gets hustled by two dudes, and when the guy that takes him for like uh, like five hundred bucks says that'll be 500 bucks the guy that originally lost him thinking to make will think he was good goes and 10 percent for his manager who basically did nothing but lose but made it seem like he was part of a big deal so then right. uncle phil comes and saves the day and loses a bunch of games uh then eventually takes the other dude for a thousand bucks it's a fun episode it's on hbo max go check it out all this to say at the very end of the episode some homeless guy that was just playing a bit throughout the episode where he chimes in with jokes every now and then, goes, and 10% for his manager, <laughs> basically bringing back the joke. That's mm. Adam Gase on the Broncos. Is He chimed in with this Hall of Fame quarterback, this historically great offense, and goes, and 10% for his manager. Like, he accomplished anything or had any bit to do with the success of Peyton Manning and the record-setting season that the Broncos won. It's no coincidence that they eventually won the Super Bowl after Adam Gates left. Am I correct? It's no coincidence that every offensive weapon in Miami <laughs> that trashed Gates on the way out has gone elsewhere and prospered, correct? And now we look at this current state of affairs for the Jets, and I mean, you just went into detail about how unimaginative and how like set up for failure this is. I understood last year when we had this similar type of offense 
when Luke Falk was the quarterback. Because it was right. at a certain point, you just got to think about player safety. And like we just need to execute four consecutive plays without getting <laughs> guys that are healthy hurt. And like I actually felt for Adam Gates because Luke Falk couldn't hit easy like three-yard drops. Right. Um, this, is, this is the franchise quarterback, and he's still being treated with kid gloves. You should not have a guy like 16, 17 games into knowing the playbook looking this amateur. Even if the weapons aren't as good, why aren't guys being schemed open? Why aren't guys, aren't you executing more of a running game? This this limited offense played against a defense, like Jesse said, that could barely feel the team. Had somebody leaving with an injury every single play, played a backup quarterback in the second half, and you still got blown out. Because we haven't even talked about arguably the most embarrassing play I've ever seen, where it's 30-31. Oh, and a 55-yard draw. Are you kidding me? That doesn't work when I do it in Madden against my little brother. I picked up uh, McKinnon, by the way, in my fantasy league. <laughs> 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 um, no, so, by the way, I, I said 2012. Peyton was there in 2012, but it was 2013 and 2014 when Adam Gase was there. Mike McCoy was the offensive coordinator in 2012. The point still stands, though, that – I mean, they had Emmanuel Sanders in 2014. Like, they, they, their offenses were awesome, and it was Peyton Manning. It was not Adam Gase that made that that, that offense run. Um, all right, yes, we can talk about – I mean, that third and 31 was absolutely pathetic. That's kind of the Jets in a nutshell, mm-hmm. you no, know? Jets, certainly the Jets on Sunday because, I mean, we can talk about Adam Gase and how shitty of a coach he is until, you know – until the sun comes up, cows come home, the sun sun comes up, whatever. We could be it, we'll be here all night. Let's not let Greg Williams off the hook for Sunday, yeah. Like, you know, his his defense came out, and I, I don't know what the hell they were doing half the time. Like, Marcus May went from having like an incredible game last week to Sunday, I don't even know where he was half the time. He was getting, you know, he was getting beat on a lot of his coverage, he was missing tackles. Like, oh, Connor, you didn't hear. Only one player on the Jets' defense is allowed to play well per week. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, that's like – I don't know if he's still probably – he's probably still feeling the injury a little bit. But I saw someone – I saw Avery Williamson didn't come in until near the end of the first half. He played 17 snaps. I listened to his, part of his interview with Joe and Evan today. Um, today is Tuesday, this September 22nd. And Avery Williamson basically said that Bradley McDougal was like – shitting all over how the Jets practice and was like, yeah, this is not how you win. Like he basically said the Jets don't practice to win. And that's severe paraphrasing. But even if you insinuate that, that is the most in it, the most st- stringent. And that's not the right word. It's, it's just an incredible indictment on the coaching staff, top to bottom offense, defense, you know, Greg Williams was fantastic last year doing what he did with what he had. Um, like kind of the antithesis of what Adam Gase was. And this year, through two games, it's been pretty pathetic. I mean, I, I know we, the Jets lost Jamal Adams, uh, which is a huge a huge loss. Jamal Adams is and an, an all-pro. And C.J. Mosley, he didn't have him. Well, yeah. he didn't have him. He had him he's had him for a half. Yeah. For, yeah. One half of one game. One half of one game. Is one what ha- he's had C.J. Mosley for. Right. So, I mean, listen. I hope that Avery Williamson, what he said today, gets him in a little bit of trouble, and that pisses off the rest of the team, and that leads to sort of like a mutiny or something. Like we need, we need a spark, right? You know, 
Not on the field. We don't need a spark on the field. I don't want to win games right now. I want Adam Gase gone. If we start, if the Jets start winning games, that is worst case scenario because we all know that this is a broken franchise from the owner to the coach. And the, the honestly, the jury's still out on the GM. I like Joe Douglas, but we don't know yet. You know, his his his, his first draft pick looks awesome in Mackay Becton, but you know, we'll see. We haven't really seen his other ones. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Like, it's just, it's very frustrating. He's had like moments. Who? The, the safety that they got, Ashton Davis. Ashton Davis. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really heard his name called. Like, you know, I haven't, I, he- I haven't heard uh, his name called. Fair. You know, like, Bradley McDougal's fine. He's not an impact guy like Jamal Adams is. but It was never going to be. I mean, right. Jamal Adams is a once-in-a-generational player. I mean, right. I think it's safe to say it's safe to call him that by now. I mean... He made the defense last year. He filled gaps of like he was doing the job of like two or three guys on the field half the time he was playing, and so obviously as much as we've all talked about it, as as shitty of an exit as you can have as a player from a franchise Jamal Adams had, it's I mean we're gonna miss him as a player. Yeah, might not sure. miss him as a personality or a person, but like you're certainly gonna miss him as a player. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that's clearly no secret. Absolutely. But it's, I mean, it's a lot of the other moves that, you know, they haven't done enough. There's just like, there's just like no depth on the defense. Half the guys, I mean, Connor Hughes said it, I think, after Sunday. It's like half the guys that are either starting or seeing significant playing time on Sundays for, I mean, not just, I mean, both sides of the ball, really, might not even make a practice squad on some teams. Yeah. Like, that's just a fact. I mean, it's just they're, they're working with the tr- like the true bottom of the barrel guys. Do you know I who mean, their wide receiver one is right now? Chris Hogan. No, I don't <laughs> even think it's Chris Hogan. I'm pretty sure Hogan's hurt. You know who the wide receiver one is? I'm pretty sure it's Josh Malone, who I got a notification. I shit you not, less than an hour ago, they signed him off the practice squad today. Hell yeah. All right. We're that's going a, right into Indy. A, that, is the, that is the New York Jets wide receiver one. That's that if you're playing Madden on franchise mode for like six years and a guy becomes available, he's actually really good. You just signed Josh Malone to a two-year contract because the computer generated a name that sounds somewhat normal. It's scary how, like, take one guy off or even, like, two guys off, like um, Adams and then Mosley, how little depth there is. And we used to blame it on McCagney. Now, I don't know how much no preseason and lack of scheme if you can even chuck up to this. I, the jury is still out on Joe Douglas. Lack of scheme is still remarkable. Because like, even if they had all their healthy guys on offense, I just don't like the weapons that you put around Sam Darnold. I'm tired of watching Robbie Anderson highlights. Yeah, really I was am. about to mention I'm tired of watching Mari Cooper highlights. You know? I'm tired, I'm tired I, of like. I'm tired of watching Allen Robinson. I mean, that dude doesn't want to be on the Bears anymore. What is Joe Douglas yeah. doing? We have it. We have it. We have a surplus of picks. I, we we can afford to. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got it. We got to take with a grain of salt there with the, with Allen Robinson. We don't. We do not know what I believe it's Ryan Pace is their GM. Yeah. And we don't know what Ryan Pace wants to do with Allen Robinson yet. If he's is he available? Like I know he. I know he wants to get the hell out of there. He's had right. seventeen. He's had like seventeen targets. He's a wide receiver one through and through. I'm also talking to a, about a Penn State guy, so I'm obviously going to ride for this guy. Um, <laughs> but you know, he's a wide receiver one, and he's not being treated like one right now. Um, 
Robbie Anderson was definitely a miss from, from Joe Douglas, not re-signing yeah. him, based on what we've seen through two weeks. And I'm still not even that big on Robbie Anderson. Um, I never liked he, – he's not a good route runner. Um, he's just really fast. Like, he doesn't attack the ball at the high point. He, his hands aren't that great. He's just a burner. He's like Ted Ginn. How much of an upgrade over Josh Malone is he? Huge, huge. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> That's all you need to say, really. That's yeah. all you need to say. Yeah. But I mean, it's like it's like when this, when your when your receivers like Crowder go down, and Crowder obviously was a big target for Sam last year, and obviously he did really well week one. You know, when he went down, and then and Brashad Perriman went down, and those are like the guys that you're counting on. And then when your receivers continue <laughs> to go down, and you're working with Braxton Berrios and Chris Hogan as like your primary targets for Sam, why aren't you rolling in the, you know, the two, the dual tight end packages? Granted, Chris <laughs> Herndon hasn't had a, a pretty, hasn't had a great start to the season. You know, Bill's game has dropped. He's the fumble. This no. week, his <laughs> five yard drops the easy touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. But we know what Chris Herndon can do. And Ryan Griffin, in Chris Herndon's absence last year, five touchdowns. So, we're, so, we're so Chris Herndon, I'm pretty sure I saw like, Chris Herndon's been blocking on like 38% of the passing plays that the Jets have called, um, which is unacceptable. Um, the reason I was laughing while you were talking is because I'm just thinking about this wide receiver core and the fact that the Jets actually went into the season with full confidence, like Whoever, whoever was, I guess it's Joe Douglas and Adam Gase. They went in thinking, yeah, th- this is this is the group we're gonna go with. And Brashad Perriman, if there's one thing that Brashad Perriman and and Jameson Crowder are known for, it's not being able to, to stay on the field. I, I think they've spent more time on the IR than they've spent actually playing football um, yeah. throughout their, especially Brashad Perriman, who by the who for, for what it's worth was awesome last year for Tampa Bay um, at the end of the season. As the third option. Uh, no, he was right. the, he was the number he was the wide receiver one because of how hurt or the wide receiver two when Mike Evans oh, went you're down. Talking about when Evans and what's his face went down. Okay. Yes, yeah. So really, the last yeah. like six weeks, I mean, he won. Rashad Perriman won me my fantasy league last year. Like he was yeah. he was awesome, but you can't rely on a guy who's was drafted in the first round by the Ravens like five years ago and has maybe played like fifteen games throughout his career. That's banana land thinking that they could go into the season like this. You know, they drafted one wide receiver in the draft. One. And he hasn't seen the field yet. Do you guys remember that the Jets drafted Denzel Mims? You remember that guy? I remember. I'm with you. And, <laughs> again, it speaks to depth. That yeah. They, like, one guy isn't allowed to miss a couple games with an injury, like most football teams are experiencing, like the team they played on Sunday. Right. And your team is just, up. Oh, oh, well, like, we're out. It's like, wait. A, a guy who's never played in the NFL misses a couple games, and you have to throw in the towel. What is this? It's insane. All right, yeah. do we do we want to move on real quick to something more positive? Because I want to talk about Quinn and Williams. If there is okay. something positive to talk about, I, yes. I was about to say, where's this positive? <laughs> yes, he's he's, he's he him he and Makai Becton are the yeah. only two. I mean, I'm just I'm just glad that he finally was able to shine and that was a good offensive line that he played against um you know guys like mike mcglinchey like he, he played against a real a really solid offensive line and we like to make fun of the interior uh, uh the, the jets 
are notorious the last 20 years of drafting interior defensive linemen who start solid and then completely bust out or just are busts in general. Um, I'm talking about everybody from Vernon Golston to Sheldon Richardson to Quinn and Williams, you know, um, and there's a couple in between there. Um, Mama Wilkerson, um, you know. I thought Mo wasn't terrible after he got his contract. I said terrible. he started yeah, off. Start, I, I said I said yeah, okay. you know, they started off well and then busted out, or they were just bad okay. altogether. Sheldon Richardson you know? hasn't been bad for the Browns, though. You know, he he actually he's bounced he had some good. He's he bounced some good around plays, uh, Thursday night. Like he, he's he had, bounced he around. In, yeah, he was in Seattle, right? Seattle, was, Minnesota, and now he's in Cleveland. Right. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but yeah, he's he's uh. He's he's been solid, but he is. He, I mean, this is a first round draft pick. This guy is supposed to be a stalwart. Like, if the imagine if the like, how old is Mahan Wilkerson? Do we think now? Thirty three. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Let's <laughs> see. He is thirty. He's thirty. He's thirty. This is a first round draft pick. Guy was all was. At, there was a point where I was saying, oh, yeah, Mahal Morkelson, the only guy better than him, the only defensive end better than him in the NFL is J.J. Watt. And there was a point. We were fighting for him to get an extension, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, you have to extend this guy. He's yeah. that good. He was that good. You know? Um, Leonard Williams, also. Another guy who, you know, all these guys. So it was nice to finally see something after watching Leonard Williams and Sheldon Richardson and, and all these all this disappointing play from these these interior defensive linemen the Jets drafted. Finally, against a pretty solid opponent, Quinn Williams had some nice plays. You know, four. I think he had two sacks, a couple of tackles for loss. That's that's it. I mean, that's uh, by the way, that's it. That's all I got on him because that's the only positive thing that happened with the Jets <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> so, how down were you guys before Sunday on Quinn Williams? We were. Yeah, we were pretty down. We were we were like, all right, here we go again. Okay. Well, I was actually maybe a little more year, positive than other people. I mean, his just his rookie year was just nothing. Everyone He was hurt last year, but <coughs> Ethan so like touted Quinn and Williams as being like this next Aaron Donald type and that we should be uh. super pumped to have him. But like I don't know, and, and it's nothing against him personally. He seems like a big lovable guy, but it's like he wasn't yeah, going out there. Yeah, he just wasn't going out there. He wasn't making an impact like I thought he would. It was all business, like Jimmy oh, Butler well, said. That, that's, that's Quinton Williams making – for that slander, Connor. I actually didn't <laughs> think he was as bad – like he wasn't Aaron Donald. Like the, the sacks, if you're just looking at that stat alone, is not going to be indicative of any impact that he had last year. My take with Quinn and Williams is that there's a lot of people that have a microphone that aren't on this pod, to be honest, that maybe host an afternoon drive talk show and don't exactly know what to be the only impact on your defensive line that's seeing a double team every time. And then midway through the season, the only other guy that's good gets traded to the Giants. So now you're seeing a double team on every play. But as a result, Jordan Jenkins is getting eight sacks, and Neville Hewitt is getting is getting sacked, and Jamal Adams is getting six and a half sacks, and your team is third in the league in run defense, and that's the impact that you actually have to watch, like the the game for, and see his impact there, which is why I was actually like, I think 
It's like similar to Nilakina where you can't look at a box score and see what Wait, is Wait, are you talking about are you talking about Leonard Williams? Or no, I'm Williams? talking about Quinnam Williams. Okay, all right. I was just wanted to make sure I was yeah. My no, my, like, my, my, my blood pressure went up. We're <laughs> saying that Quinnam Williams had a good game because he had like a couple sacks, right? And made a couple tackles for loss. Where I thought that minus the sacks, this was there last year. He just was like seeing a double team on every single play, he also which is had why a... other guys were getting the sacks numbers, and they were like stopping every good like Josh Jacobs that game against the Raiders last year. He was coming off a Thursday night football game where he had three touchdowns and a bunch of yards because I had him in fantasy. I remember this, and then the <laughs> next week he barely ran for anything because the Jets were stuffing every hole that he tried to go through. A lot of it had to do with Quinnen Williams. Yeah, no Quinnen. Quinnen was dealing with an ankle injury last year, I believe, and that held him back a lot from being able to do the pass rushing that he was known to do at Alabama. And I was also high on Quinnen Williams coming out of school, um, especially after I mean you know, he, he, the season that he had. That's because he, the thing with Alabama is, you know, you only get like one season to kind of prove what you got because everybody on that team is a five star. And right. you know, yeah. that guy, <laughs> Quinton Williams, he proved he proved. I mean, he, he was a top. What? What? what where did the Jets draft him sixth? Right? No, oh, higher than that. I thought. Fifth. Daniel Jones went seven, so it was like four or five, maybe even three. Might have been three. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We have the internet. Hold we on. do we have, have the internet. internet. Yeah, <laughs> Jinx. Yo, Jinx. You owe me. You owe uh, me. Uh, third overall pick. Oh, third wow. overall pick. Third they, overall pick. They went there Darnold, you go. Darnold, Darnold, Quinnen in back-to-back drafts. Right, right. Yeah. So, Quinnen, the he was the lone bright spot on defense. The only other bright spot we already talked about him, Mackay Becton. Um, yeah. Also, I, I I will just say one thing. Yes. Sam didn't have a bad game. Yeah. But he also wasn't allowed to have a good game. Okay, if that so makes sense. all right, let's let's get into that real quick because that, I I did mention at the top of the pod and um, we kind of got lost in our agita. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say he had a good game, but he didn't have a bad. He didn't play bad. Like a it good was game. A bl- it was a black game. If he if he if he if he played if he had a good game, he would have had like three hundred passing yards and three TDs. That's a good game. Right. Of course. You know. He had what? What were his stats? I mean, I got I got the stats up right. He had like 160 yards, I think, passing. I got the most stats. of it was in the fourth quarter when right. the Saint, the the, the 49ers were in a zone, and this right. play, this touchdown that Jesse referenced, that is getting hyped up. It was a sick throw that like the entire middle of the field is open though, yeah. because the <laughs> Niners are just wanting you to throw the ball in the middle of the field and. And, and run chew up as much clock. Well, as you also, can. yeah, it was exactly. like it was like seven seconds into the play, so it was a co- like that was a, a thing where the you know you get tired after a little bit of covering, and the play broke down, so Barrios was able to yeah. find an open part of the field, and the, the more the impressive part of it was what how he made the throw, where he was running as fast as he could to his left, away from a defensive tackle, and just kind of flicked it with his wrist. It was like and, a Mahomes type throw. Yeah, it was Mahomes and Rogers esque, where he just flicked it with his wrist. And threw on a on a absolute seed and on a line to Braxton Berrios. Um, yeah, I, it, he he didn't play bad. He didn't play g- good, but you know, he 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 threw over sixty percent of it, like completion percentage. The issue, like we mentioned earlier, is the play calling, and it all circles back to one person, which is Adam Gase. 
And we can talk about we can talk as much as we want about yeah, Sam was fine, this throw, that throw, whatever, or Sam was not that great, this decision, that decision, whatever. But at the end of the day, the person that's putting him in these positions to either succeed or fail is Adam Gase. And normally you can take a look at a quarterback and be like, well, you know, he can change the play at the line if he sees something, that's on him. No. Like you mentioned earlier, Claudio, on that fourth and one. He was not allowed to change the play at the line of scrimmage. Everybody and their mother knew that that ball was going to Frank Gore. They was just going to run it up the middle because Adam Gase doesn't like running the ball. doesn't like giving quarterback quarterback sneaks because what, somebody got hurt on a quarterback sneak last year. Um, I forget who who got hurt last year. It was a prominent guy. I don't know on the Jets. No, no, no. Just in the, it was an NF, it was a, a guy oh. in the league. Um, yeah. He got I mean, injured. If that's what we're worried about. Right, right. He got injured on a quarter. Williamson's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> he got he got injured on a there's a quarterback got injured on a quarterback sneak and I'm bothering me that I can't think of who it was. And Did you know was that a QB it, sneak where it, he hurt his knee? It, it, or was it, it a different I think, play? I think it was Mahomes. I think it was Mahomes. Ever since that, Adam Gase is like, yeah, it's not worth it. I don't like risking that. This is football, Man. dude. What do you think we're playing? Like, come on. So, the Niners had, like, everybody go down with an ACL injury on Sunday. Does that mean that Shanahan should adjust his roster? So, like, Saquon got hurt. Does that mean he should look at that exact play call? It's okay, we just can never hand the ball off to the running back forever again. You know know what? While Um, you're at it, take Daniel Jones out. It's not worth it. Not worth getting him hurt. Right. Like, it's it's chicken shit. It's that type of mentality. And it's not anything that's going to lead to progress. It's not going to lead to development. And it's not going to lead to winning, which, unfortunately to say, it sounds like Avery Williamson had a point in what he said. There's yeah. no fi- That might be like him speaking on behalf of the team that we're all kind of just playing to get through the day and we're not actually playing to win at the moment. Like, not to quote Herman Edwards, but... This is this is below what you're what you if you're not actually calling a play that's gonna put you in a position to succeed, then why are you even playing? Just what is punt the bar in that situation then? The bar is so low, Andrew. Mm-hmm. It's so low. It's bad. This is bad. bad. So do you think he finishes the season? No. There's there, there's like listen. Rational thought leads me to no but there is nothing rational that this franchise has done <laughs> ever like i i can't they hired rex there's like there's like two years under rex where okay, i was like that is a life a plan that is a lifetime ago oh i get it it's a decade. <laughs> you said never so i i have to go back to the good old days <laughs> bringing back to that though it's it's bringing back to the fact that you know sam has no weapons and stuff and how the Jets utterly ruined Mark Sanchez, which is a major blight on the past the past decade. Not that Mark Sanchez was ever, I think, had the potential that Sam does. But you want to know what the Jets did when Mark Sanchez was a rookie and when he was a, a second-year quarterback? They gave him Let's Braylon Edwards. Up. They gave him yeah. Santonio Holmes. They gave him Thomas they had, Jones. Had Nick Ma- yeah, they had Nick Mangold. They had Brickishaw Ferguson. 
Alan Fanica, Damian Woody, Willie Colon. These are the guys that they put around him Brandon to Moore. allow the team to succeed. Uh-huh. Ladanian yeah. Tomlinson, who we joke around, you know, as a Jets legend, quote unquote, oh, was still pretty good. <laughs> he was awesome. The they went to the AFC Championship game that year. Like they beat the yeah. Patriots. Like in Gillette, they went to Gillette and beat the Patriots in the playoffs. Yeah, but- Name a single thing that the his current Jets franchise has done for Sam Darnold. They even gave Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brandon Marshall, and Eric Decker. Right, right. <laughs> they gave. That's why they haven't done shit for Sam Darnold. Listen, I think that I think yeah. I think that if we're talking about this, there's no way that Joe Douglas can't know this. There's just no way. I mean, the guy helped build the Ravens, and he helped build the Eagles, two Super Bowl teams, right? He's got rings, multiple rings, right? There's no way he can't know this. And that gives me a lot of – it makes me feel better about the situation. Um, let me ask you this. If you're Joe Douglas right now, put yourself in his shoes, why haven't you fired Adam Gase yet? Because it's only two games into the season, and he got you your job, and he is apparently your friend, I'm going to assume, which is how McCagney got out of here, is they got rid of the guy, and then my buddy Joe works in Philly, he's oh. looking for a guy. Like, yeah. that would be why. There's nothing rational about it, which... Well, no, but the yeah, you, I said you got to remember this, though. What's up? Joe Douglas can't technically fire Adam Gase. So Joe Douglas, if he wants to get rid of Adam Gates, has to convince Christopher Johnson. So let me rephrase that question. Right. How does Joe Douglas convince Christopher Johnson, who less than a week ago called the head coach of the Jets an offensive, offensive genius, genius, an offensive yeah. genius? How do you, if you're Joe Douglas, how do you convince Christopher Johnson to fire Adam Gates? I have the answer, and it's going to take some cooperation from us. And it's, I'm glad that I'm back with my old Gotham buddies. We've <laughs> seen this play out firsthand. So we have a friend named James Duffy yep, I know who going. put billboards outside of Barclays <laughs> Center that snow must go, Garth Snow. Do I need to talk about what's happened to the island since Garth Snow's been let go and the runs that they've gone on to? The, they literally were just in the final four for the NHL yeah. and, and made it to the conference final, like three wins away from getting to the Stanley Cup final. So it might take some billboards. It might take some more <laughs> planes flying over Jets practice. Or if you're looking for something practical that might be just hard to ignore for the Jets. So I have their schedule in front of me. And not to spoil my pod for final score, but I'll, I'll do this with you guys. I don't see a win until week 12. Um... I don't think they're beating Indy. I don't think they're beating Denver. I they, Arizona, the Chargers and Buffalo and Kansas City and the Patriots, they're not beating. And so there's back-to-back games with Miami on on each side of the bye week. Like that, I'll I maybe see a split, but I don't see a win until week 10, but week 12 is right. around when I'm seeing. If you start the season 0-10, you kind of have to fire the coach. <laughs> kind if he of. hits the bye week and you're 0-10, yeah. So, I, I mean, I mean I legit, I legit, the, the rationale or like the wherewithal to realize something's wrong here. Right. If right. if Jeff Driscoll in week four with the Denver Broncos on Thursday night on national television lights up the Jets, I think that they clean house. Good. 
minus Douglas. And 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 that uh, reason I say that is because the Jets, in theory, should win that game. No Drew Locke, no Cortland Sutton. Their defense has no Von Miller. They lost Chris Harris Jr. in the offseason. Like, they don't have a lot of talent right now outside of Jerry Judy. And who is their other wide receiver they have? Uh, oh, KJ Hamler, my boy. Um, they got two Penn State wide receivers to throw out there right now. Deshaun <laughs> Hamilton and KJ Hamler. <laughs> so they got, they, got, they got two rookie wide receivers, and they have, uh-huh. like, a fourth-year wide receiver who's garbage in Deshaun Hamilton. And their running back situation, Melvin Gordon's really good. And Peyton, oh, not Peyton Hillis. Uh, who's the uh, Philip Lindsay? Yeah. So like they have some we- they have some okay weapons, but they lost their best wide receiver. They lost their quarterback, and they lost their by far their best defensive defensive uh, player. In theory, that should be the Jets' most winnable game on the schedule because I think the Dolphins are better than zero and two. So then, can I add another caveat to what I said? If you go to the bye week one and nine, how do you survive? You don't. Like say they win that matter. game, I say, don't see we, another win. One and nine and zero oh and ten might as well be the same thing, especially if that one win is over a, a depleted Broncos team at home. I'm pretty sure that game's in MetLife. Yeah, it's at the Meadowlands. Yeah, and you go into that and you bear maybe you barely beat them, maybe you squeak out like a twenty four seventeen victory or something like that. Like you know, like that that might as well be you might as well be zero oh and ten at that point. Like I don't. They're think... going two and fourteen. Okay, like, that's the reality that's set in for me. Is they're going two and fourteen yeah, this year. I could two, easily three, see that. Four, you five, know, six, seven, eight, nine. Week nine. That's the latest Adam Gase can survive because that's Monday Patriots. night. That's Monday night football against the Patriots, and then they have the the Dolphins, and then they have their bye week. And yeah, I think they're that the Dolphins again. I don't think that he makes the trip to Miami. That'd be kind of funny if he did and got fired in Miami. Got fired in Miami. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would. Can we can we start no, can we can we no, start I'm that? I'm rooting for that. I'm rooting. Yeah, yeah that's I what I'm rooting for as well. After week ten, though, I want that. It yeah. would just be so perfect. So we're going into the bye week. You're going on vacation. Yeah. I really hope that's what happens, but I also hope that he gets fired earlier. Um, because the longer this lasts, the worse off Sam Darnold is. And listen, I've dealt with, and I don't know how many Patriots fans you guys are friends with or how many people that are not Sam Darnold believers you're friends with, but I know quite a few of them. And pretty much every single one of them has been laughing their ass off all day today at that clip of Sam Darnold, um, you know, my friend posted like a screenshot or a couple screenshots of like 15 different people all basically saying the same thing that it, people, everybody, all these Jets fans and media personalities are like, it's not Sam Darnold's fault. Look at this throw. You know, he's got no help. Yeah. And everyone's la- like, all these people are like, you guys are idiots. Sam Darnold is awful. Adam Gates is obviously awful, but if you can't see that Sam Darnold is awful, you know, then I can't help you. And obviously, we're, we're on the complete opposite end of that spectrum right now where we still believe i mean i don't know claudia you still believe do we establish that do we establish that my or? issues with donald aren't like anything that really has to do with him i think he's got issues i think he's regressed but there's like what else? connor went through all the things that the jets did to hide mark sanchez's problems you can then just bring it to current day what have the bills done to hide all of josh allen's faults and he's looked confident this is what happens when you surround 
your limited quarterback with more and more talent. Uh, Josh Donald Allen might have limitations, and they're all shining right now because there's nobody good around them. Connor. Josh Allen has Cole Beasley. John, Josh Allen has uh, John Brown. Josh Stephon Allen has Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Connor, we, uh, Tell me, like, uh, we, we may have been a little wrong about Josh Allen. We may have. The, the man is no, the, I, think, I don't he's, think he's that good. I think he's, he's got think he's, so he's much either. talent around him. He's leading the he's NFL and and he's leading the NFL in passing yards right now. And what is that again? We just went and, through all of the weapons that he has, and half of those passing yards came against the Jets. Well, yeah, he's played two games, and he has like nine hundred right, passing yards. Right. So, like, yards. what am I? What kind of curve am I grading on when one of your games is beating the Jets? Um, mm. I'll just. I mean, listen, we might be a little bit wrong about Josh Allen. I'm not. I'm not I'm, out on Darnold. Is my point. I'm not, I'm not yeah. as bad as your friends. Yes. I'm not. I'm not out on Darnold either. But my point is, with bringing that up, listen, they can say that all they want, but at the end of the day, we're the ones who have watched every single start he's ever made in the NFL. They've watched a handful of national primetime games, mm-hmm. right? And we've seen what he can do. The 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 Texans game, the Green Bay game. Like we can see what he. We we know. What he can do. He went six and two last year in the second half of the season. He's a really talented quarterback. And four interceptions over eight games. Like, yeah, and and listen, I don't know if Mark Sanchez ever had a game as bad as Sam Darnold did against the Patriots last year on Monday Night Football. Uh, he did. Oh, he had that six. <laughs> yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. He had that. Wait, Sanchez had like that six interception game. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's the that's besides that's besides. But I'm sorry, I saying, I, yeah. I I blocked that out of my memory. We buried that football in the <laughs> uh-huh. field like like uh <laughs> like Rex Ryan did. Um, listen, <laughs> that I mean that was bad. We we all everybody knows you know the seeing ghost thing. That's like the new butt fumble, right? Mm. Everyone loves seeing that. My buddy te- tweeted out last night. Like I feel like I'm Sam Darnold with gambling right now. I'm seeing ghosts. Can't hit a single thing, <laughs> you know, which made me chuckle. But also, like, fuck you. You're a Patriots fan. Stop making fun right. of me. <laughs> yeah. but, so, like, to your your buddy's point with, like, the seeing ghosts, that's what people know of Sam Darnold. And right. I don't mean to get all, like, jets for clicks here, but, like, that's unfortunately the only thing the jets are providing people right now is that type of exposure. Whereas yep. you and I saw the games after that seeing ghosts where after that they went six and three to end the season and there's like three straight games where they scored 34 points in in each game and he looked like as advertised which is why i'm so confused that they've come into this season and it's it's like they've never played a game together like he's never been played a minute in this offense i i i don't understand why it looks this bad and i don't want to blame the quarterback i i really think it really is a scheme issue and I wonder if somebody much more imaginative that has nothing to do with personnel, but it's scheme that matters. And that's why I think like a enemy or yep. a, a Lincoln Riley or somebody that actually can the have en- an offense that anybody. The enemy's the guy. For sure. Uh, yeah. The enemy's the guy. I mean, if there's one guy that Sam tries to emulate, I mean, he doesn't like try to emulate him, but like. You know, it's it's similar. Obviously, he's nowhere close to Patrick Mahomes, but he does a lot of things. He tries to do a lot of things that Patrick Mahomes does, where it's throwing on the run, uh, and and just his style. It's it's similar. I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes, folks, but it's similar to what Mahomes does, right? So the enemy's the guy. Um, we haven't talked a single minute about this Colts game, and I don't really know how much time. You're gonna it, lose. It, 
It, do, it, doesn't really des it doesn't deserve that much time because they're going to lose. You know what the spread is on this game? Is it seven? It's ten and a half. Get they out. Phillip, they got Philip Rivers getting – okay, are you taking it? I'm, I'm not – you think I'm going to gamble on the Jets? That's what I'm saying. Like, do you think they cover? That's the thing. I think that <laughs> that's actually a safe – well, so, like, this screams 31-14. That's my problem. Right, right. Basically, you know? yeah. basically the same as last week, yeah. yeah. Um, listen, I mean, it's in a dome. That helps, I guess, with your offense, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy, Jesse. <laughs> I, I got, I got, no, I, guys, I got nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. like, all right, I think, um, like, looking at the injury report, uh, no Xavier Rhodes, no Rock Yassin. Um, so those are two defensive backs that the Colts are not going to have. Um, and... I mean, they're questionable, so they're maybe they'll play. <laughs> Rocky Osin has an illness, uh, and Xavier Rhodes had leg cramps in the second half. So, yeah, they're probably gonna play. The Colts yeah, are okay. the Colts are good. Like they're legitimately a good team. Um, whether or not Philip Rivers is still good, that I mean, that's just not. Yeah, he's not. He's not good anymore. Um, so he's definitely hold, gonna hold them back in whatever games they play. But the Jets are so bad that it's just not gonna matter. Um, my official prediction, I'll just make it off the top of my head right now because that's what I did last week and it was pretty close. Um, I'll say I like that. The the third, yeah, you know what? I'm going yeah. 31 to 14. Sounds right. And you know where the, you know where one of those touchdowns comes? It comes in like the last for the Jets. It comes in like the last yeah. like minutes of the game yep. when the Colts when the Colts starting defenses come off the field and. You know, then we'll be sitting here next week from now and be like, oh, that throw from Sam is like, we'll be saying it again and again and again and again. Because and and <laughs> our lives are just pointless circles and nothing matters. Yeah. Can I adjust my prediction? Because I'm now trying to play it out because I watched a little bit of the Colts game on Sunday and they're they're the king because Philip Rivers is their quarterback. They're the king of get into the red zone, but we're limited when we get there. So we're going to end up getting a field goal. So I'll say 23-10 because that'll be a, that's a cover, but the Jets will not score that, that touchdown until it's 23-3. Well, the Colts, three. The Colts yeah. will cover there. But that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. the Jets, I'm, th I'm, I'm saying the, like take the Colts. oh yeah the, the Jets aren't covering yeah all right we're in the same right, page that's okay, what I'm cool. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it'll be twenty three to three they'll throw the touchdown that we're talking about that Jet fans will wonder why why is nobody <laughs> talking about this great touchdown that Darnold threw <laughs> made it twenty three to ten and the Colts yeah the Jets might stop him every now and then because I gotta believe you can stop Philip Rivers from side arming a ball five yards by the way but if you look at my likes still lead to field goal rage. if What's you look up? up if you look at my likes on twitter that's me that the fan that's me that's you <laughs> that's me yeah that's me why is nobody talking about sam's throw <laughs> that's me uh, yeah that I, was me today I, I predict the loss and it's it's there's gonna be few times where i even think about predicting the jets but either lose or cover for the remainder of this season this there's, is one of the lowest points I can remember that I felt as a Jets fan, and it's similar to as a Mets fan, where I'm just waiting for Steve Cohen. As a Knicks fan, I'm honestly, I'm just waiting for a basketball game to get played. Um, what are you waiting for with the Jets? Like, what is there to wait for? A new head coach. Like that. The, the guess, majority yeah. of it is they they need a new head coach, and it's been true for the last two years, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he was never he never yeah. should have been the guy. The, yeah. Never. I, I don't. If you're Christopher Johnson. 
And I know I've already asked the if you're Christopher Johnson question today, but I'm going to ask another one. How on, and this is more of a rhetorical question because we all know the fucking answer. He's an idiot. But how the fuck do you go into an interview with Adam Gase and be like, yeah, this is, this is the guy after seeing what he did in Miami. And then you see what every player has done from Miami since he left. And you're like, nah, there's not, nothing there. Nah, that's nothing. It's just coincidence. You know, it's a coincidence that Kenyon Drake's amazing. It's a coincidence that Devontae Parker is balling. It's a coincidence that Ryan Tannehill beat the Patriots in the playoffs. You know, through four touchdowns on Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. through four touchdowns on Sunday. Yeah, it's just a coincidence. This guy's a billionaire. Aren't you supposed to be smart to make a billion dollars? I don't mm, get it. Don't, don't, don't equate making money yeah. with intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> it was, again, it just go further than the White House, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Um, so I think we have all the predictions. Guys, anything else you got? Because I think we hit everything, you know? My Christopher Johnson answer, by the way, is – I don't know if you've listened to I, – I bring up the Levitard show way too often in, in, in life. I just I think they're really funny. And they're great. Stu Gotts has a podcast called Stupidity where he's had Adam Gase on so many times. And it, it, he sounds personable. I think he's just a really good interviewer. And, you know, like the time that he gave Manish Mehta shit was, like, really funny. I was like, oh, wow, him personality and, from my head coach. Him and Samini. Right, so yeah, like yeah. that's fun, but I'm, I just don't think he's that good a football coach, and there's been no evidence to the contrary over the last two seasons, and I really don't want him in charge of my quarterback anymore. And unfortunately, he's probably going to get eight to nine more weeks of my quarterback. So I, that's all I really got is we are in a holding pattern until further notice that this team is going nowhere until they have a new head coach. I, I see what you did there. You know, we're, Jets. We're, we're the Jets holding pattern yes thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> that was good Claudio. that was good all right folks uh that's it for us claudio you want to promote anything sure i would love to promote this little podcast called final score um it is on overtime media it is my little podcast that i host two to three times a week you can check it out on itunes google play stitch radio soundcloud and spotify um this week, well, so I guess I should promote the, promote the most recent episode, which I'll give you guys a little homework to do. So I had Bernardo Zraski, who is a Rotten Tomatoes-approved critic for loudandclearreviews.com. He, I had him on the show to talk about the movie Tenet that I finally went and saw, Connor. I, I don't know if you've seen You've seen it, right? Oh, I saw it, yeah. We'll talk Wait, about really? It the air. Yes. Is it good? I finally saw finally it. Finally saw it. Uh, it's it's the most Christopher Nolan movie that I've ever seen. Okay, hundred percent. That means yeah. I'm in. That means I'm in. There you go. <laughs> if you if you're a Nolan guy, then it's got all the stuff you like and all the stuff you don't like about a Christopher Nolan movie, including uh, including one scene of Michael Caine, which is apparently the Christopher Nolan yeah. staple. He's got to be in it for at least one scene. Which kind of added to the I can't understand what anybody's saying feature of the movie but that's a whole other story (laughs) we also did a fun game where we went through the entire alphabet and named our favorite movie for every letter so it's a fun exercise sit down with a pad and paper i agonized over my list like can i I make one guess on what what's up letter a is what's up yeah go ahead avengers age of ultron right no (laughs) Uh, uh, So is your G now finally Godfather Jesse? Ah! Fucking you! 
You finally went and saw it. I did. She's ridiculously did hard, by the way. Yeah. Get Out, Godfather, Goodfellas, Gladiator, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Go- yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. But yeah, that's like, a great one. But you see what I'm saying? Like, it, it's actually much harder. So I, I highly recommend we did our, our whole back half of the episode. We it did sounds our fun. list. But make one of your own. So that's final score. I'll be back on Thursday with a brand new episode. Um, but yeah, guys, I, I'm i still getting used to the idea, even though it's been a while, that I'm a guest on a Gotham pod. Thank you for having me. And I hope the Jets give you something positive, that the positive talk of the pod gets bigger as the season goes along. Same same to you, my friend. Um, if you want to listen to this podcast or any of the other ones, same place that Claudio just mentioned iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher Radio, Spotify. Um, I remembered Spotify this time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, very, po- I'm very proud of myself. Uh, yes, and you can listen to any of the other Gotham Sports Network podcasts on those uh, platforms. Any last words, gentlemen? J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. God, I, I hate this team yeah, so much. Yes, <laughs> this is the state of our franchise. Oh. I, hate, I hate this team so much. All right, that's it. That's all. See you next week.